0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, June 30th, I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Harry Potter game that leaked back in 2018 is real, according to Bloomberg, but its developers have expressed concern about recent comments from Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling. It looks like the Commander Keen mobile game may have been canceled, and the publisher of Descenders shares some interesting information about Game Pass's effect on its sales. The Harry Potter game is real, and some of its developers are wary about recent comments from J.K. Rowling. Back in 2018, footage of a AAA Harry Potter game surfaced online, showing wizards and witches casting spells in what appeared to be an open-world RPG. Since then, we have not heard any official word about the game, but rumors have continued to circulate, including the detail that Avalanche Software, the studio behind Disney Infinity, was developing the game. That's... About all we know, but a recent Bloomberg story has offered a few more details about it, even if the game itself is still not yet official. The story comes from Jason Schreier, who wrote, The long-rumored project is very real, according to two people currently working on it. The game is in development at a Warner Brothers-owned studio, Avalanche Software, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and is scheduled for release late next year for platforms including the upcoming Sony Corporation PlayStation 5 and Microsoft Corporation Xbox Series X, said the people who requested anonymity over fears they would be fired for speaking publicly about an unannounced game. It seems the reason these developers spoke with Schreier was related to concerns over recent transphobic comments from Harry Potter's creator, J.K. Rowling. Schreier wrote, Within the team, though, some anxiety surrounds the work. The studio's management has not addressed recent comments from the author, J.K. Rowling, that were widely viewed as transphobic, the people said. The situation made some members of the team uncomfortable and sparked private discussions among staff over the pandemic water cooler, the workplace communication app Slack. Schreier said later in his story, though, that Rowling is admittedly not super involved with the game. It's entirely possible that Rowling's comments could change the course of the game, or at least its announcement plans. Schreier finished out his story writing Warner Brothers had originally planned to announce the Harry Potter game during a news conference at the trade show E3 in June, according to people familiar with the plans. When E3 was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic, the publisher's marketing roadmap shifted. The new plan is to unveil the Batman game in August at the digital event called DC FanDome, and the Harry Potter game will be revealed later, a person with knowledge of the plans said. The person said those plans were made before Rowling's comments. Again, that story comes from Bloomberg, and you can find a link to it in the show notes. I totally understand the developers' concerns about Rowling's comments, but I do wonder if similarly... To Minecraft and its controversial creator Marcus Notch person if the creation has just outgrown its creator at this point in the sense that they are just going to be disconnected eventually, whether through you know, a large sum of money offered to Rowling or just a widespread fan decision that the two should be severed. In any case, I still want to see more of the game. The small leak that, at this point, appeared online years ago looked super impressive. It really offered very little about the game, though. I hope we get to see more of it soon. I also appreciate Schreier's little tease in there that we should be learning more about the Batman game soon. I'm very curious to see that. The Commander Keen mobile game appears to have been cancelled. Commander Keen is a classic platformer about a young kid defending the world from an alien invasion That was actually one of the first projects from John Carmack and John Romero before Doom sent id software into the absolute stratosphere. We had not really heard anything from the Commander Keen franchise in years, but Bethesda announced a mobile game at E3 2019 that looked like it was going to follow Commander Keen's twin children, who are obsessive inventors. Evidence of that game, however, appears to have been fully deleted, from Bethesda's website making it seem as though it has been cancelled. The game's URL gokeen.com just forwards you right to Bethesda's website and the game is no longer listed on developer ZeniMax Online's website. I reached out to Bethesda to see if I could get some kind of confirmation and I will let you know if I hear anything back. If the game has been cancelled, the news is bittersweet. I like Commander Keen. I was excited when rumors started popping up online before E3 last year, pointing to the return of the franchise, but then it was announced as a mobile game, and the gameplay looked pretty underwhelming. The original games were platformers, but this new game was a competitive strategy game where you used inventions to move around an environment turn by turn. At least, that's what the gameplay footage looked like. It's one of those games that maybe would have been fun actually to play, but Watching gameplay footage, just it just didn't look great. And it didn't help that when it comes to Commander Keen, I kind of just want to play a platformer with pogo sticks and ray guns, which is not what this game was going to be. The publisher of the off-road biking game Descenders shares some details about how Game Pass boosted its sales. While PlayStation is steady On the course of drawing a very clear line in the sand between the PlayStation 4 and 5, and really leaning on its exclusives, it seems Microsoft is confident about a blurrier divide between console generations and is focusing on Game Pass. My assumption related to that has been, well, Microsoft seems really happy with Game Pass, so I guess it has been doing well, but... I say that without much evidence, which is why it was interesting to hear from Mike Rose, who works with publisher No More Robots, about how Game Pass has helped Descenders, the off-road biking game. Rose tweeted, Descenders is the eighth most popular game on Xbox Game Pass at the moment, heart emoji, and followed up with a thread saying, I cannot stress how incredible Xbox Game Pass has ended up being for Descenders. It's elevated the game to heights we couldn't have imagined. We also just signed a new Game Pass deal for the game, so it's going to be in Game Pass for a long time to come. If I take the month before we went into Game Pass and compared it to sales of the game last week, we are now selling around 5 times as many units each week as pre-Game Pass on a weekly basis. Since we went into Game Pass, our total Xbox sales have tripled. Game Pass is good, yo. How developers and publishers get paid from Game Pass is still unclear. Do they get a lump sum to be part of Game Pass? Do they get bonuses based on how many people are playing a game on Game Pass? Those details I don't know, but it's interesting to hear from this perspective the value of Game Pass. Even if my assumptions about it doing well for Microsoft are incorrect, it seems, at least in this situation, that it is doing well for the people making the games. If nothing else, it makes it pretty clear that Game Pass is going to be a cornerstone for Xbox for years to come. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Here's what released today. Min Min is out for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I haven't had a chance to play as her yet, but I am looking forward to it. She's the new fighter that has been added to the game, and she's from the ARMS franchise. The update actually went live late last night, which was a little earlier than expected, but that was cool. I'm not going to complain about that. With the new fighters, I usually at least play through their classic campaign, even if I'm not planning on using them extensively. Her reception seems positive so far. People like her. I'm curious if people get excited enough about her that they go back and check out ARMS. I had a decent time with ARMS when it released. It felt like a solid launch window game for the Switch, but I just don't know that it made a lot of waves. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 is out today on Switch after releasing for PlayStation 4 late last year. Trails of Cold Steel is an ongoing series that does benefit from playing all the games from what I understand, but this is the only Trails of Cold Steel game on Switch, so it's hard to say whether or not you should jump in here. But with that being said, I do hear it is a very good series with some persona-like kids-in-school elements, so I think your best bet, if you want to play this and it's your first one, is to go look up some plot recaps of the previous games and then just go from there. Call of Duty Warzone is also getting updated tonight at 11pm Pacific Time on PlayStation 4, with the most notable update being the Player Count Size Expansion the game will soon support up to 200 players. It's one of those things that is a cool bragging point. You know, our battle royale supports 200 players, but I don't know that it will really change the gameplay in a radical way. I'm curious to try it though. Any excuse to play Warzone is a good excuse. I talked about Descenders a little bit earlier, which is timely because the game got a free update today with Bike Out 3, which is basically a pun on the TV show Wipeout, as it's a track that looks like a Wipeout course. You know, except you're on a bike. I have a tweet linked in the show notes that has a little gif of the gameplay, and it looks kind of wild. Gwent, the standalone Witcher card game, got a big update today with Master Mirror. The update, quoting from the press release, revolves around Gaunter Odim a mysterious and powerful character best known from the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Hearts of Stone expansion. It adds 70 new cards, including 11 neutral cards, and 6 unique legendary faction cards that change their appearance and skills throughout battle. Hunting Simulator 2 is out today on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. It's a game that simulates hunting, and you also have a dog with you. This is a weird one, but Fortnite's other mode, the one that isn't called Battle Royale, has officially left Early Access and is now a released premium game. Epic made the announcement on its website with a blog post writing, Today we're bringing Save the World out of Early Access and have decided that it will remain a premium experience rather than going free-to-play. Development of new content will slow down after this official release, but the adventure doesn't end here for Save the World. All paid founders will have their founders' packs upgraded to the next level and unlock all the rewards included in the upgraded pack, free, courtesy of Homebase. Ultimate Edition owners will be granted the new Metal Team Leader pack and 8,000 V-Bucks. If this happens to be confusing to you at all, Save the World is actually the defend against the horde mode that Fortnite was built upon. It's a mode that has always been there, but you probably missed it because the Battle Royale mode has just absolutely eclipsed it in a big way. But Epic has still been supporting that original mode through its rise to prominence, and it will continue to do so. But now that it considers that mode fully cooked, the updates will slow down. So, in some ways, this is technically Fortnite's release date. I wish the game success with its release, and I I hope it finds its audience. That's it for gaming news today. This is one of those news bits, I guess, announcement things that's maybe just interesting to me, but Andy McNamara, the soon-to-be former editor-in-chief at Game Informer magazine, who has been there since 1991, announced today that it is his last week at the publication, which is wild. I personally owe a lot to Andy. Arguably everything in terms of being able to write about video games professionally And I just wanted to say congratulations to him and wish him the best of luck. Game Informer just isn't going to be the same without him. And I also wanted to say congratulations to Andrew Reiner, my other old Game Informer boss who is stepping into the editor-in-chief role over there. I love everyone over there and still stay connected with them in a big way. So it's fascinating to watch it change and shift. I'm, I'm curious to see what the future of Game Informer is going to look like. I downloaded Roblox last night and played it for the first time with my kid. It's a weird game that did not work very well. The majority of the games I tried to load and play just did not work on my Xbox One X. But when it did work, I could kind of see the appeal, even if that appeal is not for me. There's a clear level of simple creativity and there are just tons of customization options. It's so weird because, and I say this without having played a lot of Roblox, so I could be totally wrong, but I feel like the thing Roblox is doing here, creating a platform where kids can be creative and make their own games, it has done so much better by other games. Dreams and Disney Infinity come to mind, but Roblox is the one that has just captured children's imaginations. I, I don't really get it. Kids are weird, but... I don't know. I had a good time playing with my kid last night, so that's fun. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. I don't know if I can say what I'm playing on Thursday, but it's it's an unreleased game that's kind of interesting. It's not Ghost of Tsushima, because a lot of people are talking about having their copies of Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm not going to be playing Metroid on Thursday. I'm going to be playing something different, but then on Friday I'll get back to Metroid. You can also find me on the MinMax Show. For more long-form video game discussion, I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.